0: Matt Mosley Show. It is uh, Tuesday. Thank you, Central National Bank. Thank you for what you do. Brian Fondville, Joe Nesbitt, great guys. They're thinking about being over there at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And our following guest is going to be going in there. Denny Freeman will be part of this next group of uh, illuminaries that will be in the Hall of Fame. And Denny Freeman. Uh, who now lives in Waco, Texas, of all places, uh, joining us. And, uh, Denny, congratulations. It was uh, so fun getting to catch up with you earlier today, and uh, I appreciate you being on with us, and and congratulations on this great honor.
1: Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it, yeah. Uh, Time was running out. (laughs) (laughs) I needed to do this quickly (laughs) since I'm 85. (laughs)
0: Well, you're a you're what we call a young eighty five, and unlike some of your sports riders there was some uh your fellow sports riders this was some clean living involved with you, Denny, so you have uh you have hung around now. But Denny, you remember boy, you you kind of uh came in uh and people don't even remember that there used to be the uh like the morning newspapers and the in the evening newspapers. And I I still have a hard time, Denny, even though I was in the newspaper business and I started writing newspapers at 98, 99 as you were getting ready to retire. The the the, <laughs> the whole sports world has changed in a hurry. But, Denny, when you got to the AP, the AP and, and you were at the UPI before that, but in a lot of ways the AP and UPI were ahead of their times in the sense that it was a news service that all these other people, uh, newspapers could access. And when you look back on it, Denny, doesn't it seem like maybe those places you worked for were a little a bit ahead of their time?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, uh, a lot of people didn't understand the AP or what it was. I mean, I had a neighbor one time come over and ask me, D- do I have a, do you own a cleaning service? And, uh, Said no, it's Associated <laughs> Press, and if you go home, get pick up your paper. Seventy-five percent of the stories in there will be AP. It's a little, little deal on the story, and you can see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that Associated Press, and he thought it was he thought you were with the cleaners. Uh this is uh this is a great honor. Um, uh, and and you're going in with a good group. I'm a little worried about you. Uh, I'm hoping you get to address the crowd at some point. Let's hope you go before John McClain, Denny, because, uh, if John goes, I I just, I'm not sure if John will let anybody talk. I'm a little bit concerned about that.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, we're just hoping he doesn't meet, beat Mickey Herskowitz's record. So I think he was 32 minutes down (laughs) in Houston 15 years ago.
0: So I think we're safe, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness! So sure. Mickey, Mickey went in in that same class, I believe. Dan Jenkins, uh, Dave Campbell, who we lost recently, Blackie Sherrod. Now I understand, Denny, you're uh, Blackie Sherrod was a guy I I grew up reading, and and uh, you know, obviously he came up with Dan Jenkins and some of those. Uh, uh, I guess uh, was Jerry Todd, and and uh, that that what what was that in Fort Worth? Was it called the Fort Worth Press? Was that the, the uh, press? Yeah, yeah, now that was a, an amazing group of guys, and uh, they enjoyed the nightlife, but they were also remarkably talented. Now, were Shrake and Cartwright both a part of that group as well? I'm trying to make sure I have all my history correct.
1: Yeah, well, you have your history correct, but they were pretty much looking for another dig and uh, eventually found them, you know. But, uh, yeah, it was – Around, I mean, everybody that I knew that worked for the press uh, or the Star Telegram could write, and I wondered how that happen? Well, <laughs> you, you get you be around Blackie Sherrod, and uh, you're going to learn some things. And uh, I was blessed to be be around Blackie, who could be grumbly and all that other stuff, but he he'll he'll pull your story up and uh, look at it. From the previous Sunday or Saturday, and he'll he'll make suggestions and everything, and he said, will say, well, at least you got the lead right."
0: <laughs> now, he was sort of known. Blackie was known for just the his encyclopedic mind, what he had in there, but also, didn't he love to? reference all sorts of things historical references maybe the opera even it seemed like he had an appetite that went outside of sports and he probably also had an appetite for uh you know for a few drinks as well but it it, it, it was almost his passion for other things that made his sports writing so good would that be a fair assessment
1: oh yeah it would be a fair assessment you know he had and you know he had some Books and his office and everything that you know, I couldn't understand the books by the time I read the title, and I just asked Blackie one time, and he said, he "said Well, I like to get around to doing those. It kind of makes the momentum of having to, to deal with sports writers and all that." So, <laughs> but he loved his big love was horse racing. And uh, I, can, I can tell you a little story about that. We, we would go to uh, Oaklawn. Uh, a bunch of us would get together, and we called it Oaklawn Racing Tours. And so we would, we would go, and Blackie would get all these racing forms and uh, carry them in study them all night. We, we'd be at the track the next day. Uh, uh, we, we could hear the... We were always sat near the, the $10 bet place to see if, if there's something really good going on. But it, it was this big race, and Blackie just missed on it. And he was pissed off. But two women sitting next to us hit it. And uh, so I, I went over to find out <laughs> how they did it. <laughs> and they, they stood up, and it was their seat numbers.
0: And that really, <laughs> <laughs> really tasty, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, talking to uh, Diddy Free, but who's going into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, the media wing, and um, and it's, just, it's the first time they've put the media in there. It's the first class since 2004. And I don't know why they waited so long. And a part of it was this pandemic. Uh, you've been supposed to go in this thing for now about two or three years, and, and it had to be, you know, th- they were going to have it in uh, the Dallas area, and now it's going to be in Waco. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be Saturday night. And I was curious, um, you started at the AP in, oh, sixty nine the, you know, the late 60s. But even before w- that – oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, I went, went to work for a- – what we call a brand X, UPI, uh, uh, <laughs> before that. So, yeah, but you got that right. So, yeah. Uh, what yeah. The Cowboys yeah, it- were, I got there as the Cowboys were not very good. And, uh, but then they became very good.
0: <laughs> well, and that's, that leads me to my next question. You, you went uh, eight. Of those Super Bowls that the Cowboys uh, participated in, you got to cover every one of those, and I, I can only imagine, you know, all the stories over the years. Do you have uh, any of memento, whether it be a program or something, from every one of those uh, Super Bowl games that you attended?
1: Yeah, I've got the uh, the, the badges that they passed out to the media. Uh, in the early days. And uh, so, you know, those are, I don't know what those are worth right now, but uh, that, that's one of the nice things they did. But uh, you could, you know, you, you could give away tickets to those early games. I mean, uh, you know, the Green Bay uh, uh, game, uh, the very first one was was not well attended for, for a Super Bowl game. But... Anyway. So I was at <laughs> I was at uh, Super Bowl five when uh, the O'Brien kid kicked the field goal at the end of the game and and uh, all of a sudden there goes a helmet flying in there and it's Bob Lilly's helmet. And uh uh the next year, Super Bowl five v- at we were in uh, Miami and uh they gave the ball to Dwayne Thomas every time, and so they won. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, so, uh, anyway.
0: Do, uh, do, you, do you remember trying to talk to Dwayne Thomas when he was going through that period of time where he would not speak to the media? And I and I don't know if it was just the media. He might have not even been speaking to his teammates, Dwayne Thomas was going through a very strange time in his life. Um, do you do you remember those days?
1: Oh, I sure do. And uh, how Landry tiptoed around uh, barking at him like he barked at the other players because all of a sudden he knew that they weren't going to win the Super Bowl unless they had a running game. So uh, they've attended and amended their fences or whatever it was, but yeah, I can remember being at a at the Super Bowl, and uh, somebody asked a question. Well, is this a, the highlight of your career so far? He said, "Why should it be? They're gonna have a Super Bowl next year." Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, they're gonna. I remember the very famous quote. Yeah. Uh Dwayne yeah. Thomas and did boy Landry did not tiptoe. Coach Landry did not tiptoe around Hollywood Henderson. I saw Hollywood recently at the Big Cat's funeral and I'm sure you oh, knew uh, I, I'm sure you knew Rayfield Wright over the years. Uh yeah. yeah. And uh and we lost Rayfield recently.
1: Oh man, that's I loved old Rayfield Wright. And he came yeah. to the a lot of the Bob Lilly golf tournaments down here and got to visit with him some again, so
0: yeah, he uh, he he went into the uh, Hall of Fame, and boy, that changed his life. And it really uh, he really got to enjoy that in the, in his last years. And hated to see uh, have to say goodbye to him because he was such a tremendous guy. Now now talking to Denny Freeman, who's going in the Hall of Fame, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, in the media wing, and a great long time uh, award winning Associated Press writer. What about Thousand Oaks? Would you? Would you go? Did you? I know you went to all those Super Bowls. Did you go out every year to Cowboys training camp?
1: Yes, I did. And uh, I laugh when you say that because they would uh, assign you a person to to be with you, and the the two people would have a room. So I was always eager to see who my assignments was, and. One year, it was Jim Dent. And, oh, and,
0: enough said.
1: Yeah, enough said. <laughs> to, uh, Dent would, would would be in the room with the lights low, real low with his German binocular watching the, the rooms. And uh, I, I don't know what he... I guess he was trying to look for somebody that came in and joined a team that, that he, they didn't know about. But he... He was something else, <laughs> and I, I was—I even—I even, I even room one year with Brad, and uh, that didn't last long because, I, you know, I'm real sloppy, had so talk shoes and socks around, and Brad is very neat, so they didn't up my contract on his, on his room like the next year. Or so,
0: were well, you talk—are you talking about Brad Sham?
1: Brad Sham, I am.
0: the voice of the (laughs) cowboys yeah who's uh going into the uh, hall of fame with you another speech i'm worried about brad not known for being succinct although to be a play-by-play man you have to speak quickly um do what do you remember about uh about the mad bomber clint longley do you were you at uh training camp when that infamous fight took place which led to the sucker punch and it of course quickly led to the demise of clint longley because he was treated within hours uh of of that sucker punch on roger stallback do you remember where you were when that all happened
1: i remember it but i wasn't at uh at thousand oaks but i wish i had been that was that uh roger even got pissed off at clint longley and I You know, I never think I ever saw him angry except uh, uh, probably all season at, at Longley.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's only two ways to get Roger still fired up. It's talking about that because he still has a scar to show for it where that sucker punch happened. And I'm trying to remember who grabbed Longley. I think I've heard different versions of this, either D.D. Lewis or the Manster. I guess Randy White would have already been with the team, but somebody came up and grabbed him and maybe body slammed him, and they said he was kicking his little <laughs> legs up in the air and all of that. <laughs> yeah, but it was,
1: it was the zoo covering their uh, cowboys at certain times, and yeah. uh, I mean, you would do, uh, every day you would find out well. Landry's pissed off at Cornell Green and we would go up and ask Cornell he said how come Landry's uh, down on you today he said you broke cur- curfew and uh, and uh, we said how did he know that you broke curfew he said well they had a they had a, a couple of people that are staked out and uh, to look for guys breaking curfew and so that's how they found out on that one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he Yeah. And uh Andrew was uh, interesting but and so was Shram. But, but with the fact Shram would give you the cowboys home phone number when season started and he'd tell you if he doesn't call you, call him back. And then tell him, I want you to call him and he would do it. I mean and so I mean hell I've talked to Roger many a time when he was eating supper and Marianne would answer the phone I said well I hate to bother y'all said, oh well Roger won't mind so I, I got uh, you know interviews many a time between uh, bites of uh, uh, I don't know maybe a chicken fried steak but <laughs>
0: Roger had the famous line, didn't he, about all the nightlife. He said something about, you know, he had fun. He had great nightlife, too. He just was with his wife, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, unlike some of his teammates or something. It was a funny line that Roger had. I remember one of those years all those, all those times ago. Now, what was, Denny, what was, from an SWC standpoint, did you take part with in Blackie those guys used to famously be on all those I'm sure Herskowitz as well, those SWC tours. Did you uh, did you jump in with that bunch and start going to all those those old SWC tours and what do you what, what do you what stands out to you when you think back on those days?
1: Uh well let's say uh Dave Campbell and I were in a private plane that went, almost went down. I kind of remember that. And, uh, <laughs> something that bit the pilot when we took off and we got you know maybe a half mile down there and then a dip towards the ground. And uh, so we, that, that comes back to me real fast. But uh, the, uh, <laughs> this, the, the, the Southwest Conference Tour was uh, uh, particularly when you went to Arkansas. And then you got to wonder, well, why is Arkansas in the Southwest Conference? And uh, so anyway, yeah, we made those tours. I remember being in a bar one night when – do you remember the sports editor for Lubbock for Texas Tech?
0: Uh, I I don't think so. Okay,
1: and I'm I mean to, get, to grab it.
0: Yeah. yeah, they've had a guy out there named Don Williams forever, but I can't think who had been before him.
1: Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll think of it here, but I'll t- go ahead and tell the story. And he liked to wear green uh, jumpsuits. You know, green whatever well, they called them. But he was all green. He would wear he would wear his pants and his uh, shirt and everything was green. And we were in the bar sitting down. I think I think Mike Jones was in there, um, a couple of other guys. And this guy comes in the front door, comes over and says, "Are you uh, Burl Pettit?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm Burl Pettit." And he cold cocked him, and uh, blood was spurting all over his uh, <laughs> uh, boot, and and my. And the guy that hit him was big, and he left the thing, and Mike Jones said, well, do you think we ought to go after him? Well, well, all of us were in consensus that we needed to give him a head start, so we we (laughs) let him get on down the the (laughs) 30 (laughs) minutes, and and they recalled that, and Burl just, you know, he got up from the door, I mean, the floor, and... And got his chair and sat down and resumed drinking the beer that he said. <laughs> and he said, oh, you must not have liked one of my columns. That was Burl Pettit was the guy. <laughs> <of>
0: the <name. laughs> Boy, it did come back to you. Burl Pettit. And who knows? Who knows what he had said or what this guy, what made this guy angry? Sure. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. that. Uh, I would uh, <laughs> go ahead.
1: Oh, justice was quick in West Texas.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I uh I, I tell you, do you um uh, do you ever think about you know, like right after as you were retiring, the internet came into being oh and it started becoming more and more prominent probably about like two thousand three, the early two thousands. Do you are you sort of glad you got to miss out on all that or do you ever uh, and I know you've still written and and have worked, you know, done books and that kind of thing. But do you are do you feel like you're kind of glad you got out of it before the internet took over?
1: Well, it's out of doubt, Matt. You, you know how it was, and uh, it was so great during that golden era when we didn't have agents and uh, tweets and what the uh, Twitter and all those other things, and uh, you could. Uh, you could get out and, you know, you could become friends with the coach, but you still, you know, wrote a hard story if you had to. And uh, the thing I missed, I mean, was the telephone. Because I could get out and have a good story working. And no fun. So uh, And had to go back somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I do. Those were golden days, I tell you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, path and... Daryl and you know those
0: guys. Yeah. Did you ever Danny did, did you ever talking to Denny Freeman the uh, legendary sports writer uh and uh he he uh, is going into the Hall of Fame in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Did you ever see uh Taft angry? Did you ever get see Grant or did he was he always that calming almost pastoral uh, quality about him, and you know, I still talked to talked to Grant recently, and he, I think Grant's about eighty-eight years old, and he still sounds exactly the same. Extremely yeah. strong voice. He sounds like a pastor, uh, and he always did. He was a great speaker, as you well know. Did you ever, did you ever see Grant Taff angry at a reporter or after a game?
1: I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe his color, uh, color of his skin might have flushed, but I didn't hear a thing come out of his mouth. <laughs> but I'll tell you a story with Grant. He was a he was a good guy and one one year he sent me and Mike Raven, uh of UPI, uh a letter uh asking us if they'd like to like to cover the green gold game of Baylor uh, that spring. Yeah. Yeah and be the coaches. And so we go, go down there and have a draft. Now, what the hell, you know? So I still have the letter, but, uh, I went down there, uh, and with Mike. And, uh, so, you know, he talked and talked, said, well, let's, uh, let's go to the draft. So we started drafting Baylor players. And uh, there was a lot of them. I didn't know, but anyway, got our teams together and, uh, we got out and started playing ball, and I was the you know the coach. I was not calling plays, but making an occasional decision. And uh, we were at we were trailing, and the game was winding down towards the end. And we had the ball on our own twenty three yard line, and uh, it was fourth down. And uh, I said, "Well, let's go for it." And We went for it and got uh, plenty of blocks and made the first down and went on to win the game. And uh, Grant wrote the story. He helped them press box, and he wrote a story about the game. And he said, in the world of uh, college football, and what was it? Uh, Yeah, in the world of college football, the worst play I ever saw was... No, the worst decision I ever saw was a, a coach, Denny Freeman, going for, for it on fourth down and 23 in his own uh, yard line. So, so <laughs> that, that was kind of funny. You know, he wrote that <laughs> and just ripped the hell out of me. And I thought, kind of neat being on this side and seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you the letter sometime if I. I run into, him, but yeah. anyway, yeah, oh, he that's, was great.
0: yeah. <laughs> that's that's great, yeah, yeah, you got to uh, you got to see what it was like on the other side for a little bit. I like that,
1: and the worst call in the history of college football, I think. Oh my gosh, but, yeah, that's right. Grant, if you,
0: Grant, if you, yeah. Oh, if you thought hard enough, you could probably think of some of those players you were coaching uh, back at the uh, Green and Gold game. Well, Denny, this was uh, this this was a lot of fun, and I know you spent some time in Salado, and we uh, we kind of nearly crossed paths there. And I've kept up with you over the years, but uh, it, it's uh, great to see you going in the Hall of Fame. You sound great. It'll be fun to hear from you, and and I know you've got an old uh, AP uh he maybe he got smart he left the sports writing business unlike us but uh but that's presenting you on uh, on saturday night it's going to be a lot of fun i know you'll have family members there with you i look forward to to getting to meet you in person and uh, congratulations it's a well-deserved honor and i appreciate you being on with us today
1: well thank you very much matt it's been fun yeah
0: yeah it was a lot of fun there he goes denny freeman Uh, who, man, I've heard about forever, and uh, just a great guy, great sports writer. And, in fact, as he finished up, uh, a buddy of mine named Jamie Aaron took over at the Associated Press all those years ago. The first year I was covering the Cowboys, 2003, and uh, that was just a couple of years after Denny Freeman had uh, decided to retire. And he's still going strong at age 85, and he will go into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on saturday evening and uh, we'll all have a lot of fun great class going in brad sham john mcclain randy galloway my old radio co-host so it's gonna be a fun night